0: The adventures of bradley and dawn my talk 1071. it's friday thank you for being here with us we're going to do food porn friday coming up in just 30 minutes here or less than 30 minutes so stick around to see what we're tasting today but until then let's talk about something that makes someone really thirsty or just women everywhere and guys i'm sure salt Paul Hollywood. Oh, that kind of thirsty. Okay. Okay, so this is the Great British Baking Show star Paul Hollywood. If you don't know, it's back on Netflix, and he's the only one, it, when you think about it, like, he's the one who's been in the tent the longest, because everybody else is gone. He's the OG.
1: Yeah, I was trying to explain to our good friend and producer, Mike, that this show goes way back as he started watching and I was like, well, when you want to go to the back catalog, great. Mm -hmm. Eventually, you're going to go all the way back and meet these people that no longer are attached to the show but they are really one of the things or Mm -hmm. some of the many things that made the show stand out including but not limited to Paul's uh, co... Well, it's always weird to me because Paul's not a host. He's a judge. Mm -hmm. So Mary Berry was also a judge and then Sue and Mel Mm -hmm. were the original hosty hosts Yeah, and sort of like Comedy, uh, comedy
0: duo. They yeah. both spoke French. I mean, they would send them out on assignment, like go to this French bakery in France. Yeah. And it was like there were little scenes like that. I mean, it was just a different show because it was on a different network. And then it changed to like more of a as as far as our standards would be like a more like an NBC type of a network. Instead of, like, a PBS type of a yeah.
1: network. It was on the BBC, and then now it's Channel 4.
0: Yes. So, one of the original, he's 57, silver-haired, just striking blue eyes. They're, like, ice when you look at them. He looks like a white Does walker. he do it for you? Mm, well, I well, mean, if I didn't have a gorgeous, talented, sweet boyfriend, <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean... The thing is, is that women are crazy for him, and any time this is a GQ article about how any time he posts on Instagram or Facebook, he he will attempt to like put up a recipe or talk about his professional life. Some someone typically a middle aged woman um, will comment, "You can need my biscuits anytime." Hey now, <laughs> with her full government name, yeah. as GQ says, oh, like I, they don't even care.
1: Oh, I'm sure not surprised
0: and it says scroll through the all the comments on any paul hollywood social media post and you're going to find endless fawning over his piercing eyes his mesmerizing blue eyes handsome and then a few declarations of lust like he can eat his way around me if he likes
1: oh hey now <laughs> hey now
0: <laughs> <laughs> now you would think that these they kind of Look, whose job this was? Actually, Kate Lindsay is the author of this article. So she went through and looked at these to see if they were just like bots. No. She would go to people's like profiles. He was hiring and it's like hiring bots to, like,
1: you know, could, trap. Could yeah. be.
0: I mean, he's kind of, you know, I mean, he probably won Wouldn't you want this to go around about you that you're hot and sexy? I mean, even if you're a baker, it must be a great uh, stroke to the ego.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. I I feel like Paul, like, he knows. he knows he's a good looking man.
0: Yeah, for sure. So this inter or not interviewer, this uh author, it she looked at all these profiles and she's like, "Okay, these uh, women appear to have husbands and children and or children or both." Yeah. Uh so it's just a, a lot of thirsty in the comments. Yeah. Not
1: surprised at all.
0: Yes. Um and so she also went into something that's a little tawdry about his personal life.
1: Well, there, yeah, he's got some uh, gossip, some rumors and innuendo.
0: Well, it's not gossip, because in 2013, he had an affair with Markella, Marcella Valadoloid. It, it, I'm saying that completely wrong. It's my poor attempt. Um, his co-star on the American Baking Competition. Uh, that was like a Bake Off spinoff that just didn't go over so then he split from his then-wife, Alex Hollywood, because people found out he was having an affair. And then they had a brief reconciliation. They divorced for good in 2019. Um, she commented, Alex Hollywood said, my own marriage was too over-seasoned with extramarital affairs for my taste.
1: Hey-oh.
0: Gosh. So I opted out and chose the single menu instead.
1: You know, it's funny because there... <sighs> when controversy attaches itself to certain people you're like fascinated the tabloids love it right mm-hmm. like these kinds of characters i kind of don't care about paul hollywood's personal life in the way that i would also not care about like prue leith's holly or uh, uh behind the scenes life right like i kind of just want them to be these storybook characters you didn't because uh, yeah i just want to i just want to watch the show like A lot of other shows, I want to get behind the scenes and find out what the celebrities are really like. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like we're attracted to that kind of gossip for whatever reason. I think it's just because the show is so like near and dear. I'm just like, oh, I don't want to know about them being real people.
0: Oh, you know what I I mean? I had a moment where things got I got a really big crush on him.
1: Oh, and I
0: had to know everything. So I went on a deep dive about this and then I started to watch every season if there's usually a cute girl, and I'm like, is he flirting with her? Like, okay. I'll pay attention <laughs> yeah. to see if he's. I'm like, oh, is he flirting with Christy? Because this season is Christy.
1: So you are all in.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I will say too, there's a wonderful, there's a couple of series actually that Paul does because. When he was either with BBC or Channel 4, I don't know which production company, he's produced some other like food shows like where he travels and goes around and tries um, different countries. Like there's a bunch of European uh, like food stuff that he does. There's a whole thing about him going to Japan. Mm. So like if you're if you're a Paul Hollywood stan, then Mm -hmm. I would just say YouTube will be your friend
0: absolutely
2: What were you gonna say i'm just going down the rabbit hole now because i didn't realize he had an affair with marcella from the kitchen that's because i know her really well from the kitchen and from a bunch of other uh food network shows
0: yeah that was his affair yeah i don't know if he's still with her here's what i think it is psychologically there are a lot of women out there i'm not saying for myself but i'm saying like they like maybe um a submissive they like to be submissive, oh. and he's so stern, and he's judging, and he doesn't smile. They want and a man he's... to
1: tell them what to do.
0: Yes. I think that goes along with it. Like him judging you, and you have this weird yeah. fantasy where he's like, you bake something, and he's like, those aren't good. You're going to have to work do it off in the bedroom. have the Paul
1: Hollywood kink? Do you want a man to show up with silver hair and tell you what to do, <laughs> I have one. <laughs> hey
0: <laughs> He doesn't tell me what to do, though. But... I think a lot of women, women, they like the way he appears on the show. Oh, he's sure. not like goofy and yeah, like, no, I, well, I
1: think also whether you have that kink or not, you just appreciate some authenticity when somebody like, doesn't like it. They're not going to like, Oh, do you feel bad that you, that I don't like what you did? No, I'm not worried about your feelings. Do you want to be a better baker? Right? Like yeah. that would be his sort of like, right. and maybe and he I says, think... do
0: you want to be a better lover?
1: Oh,
0: let's try that again. Leo.
1: but yeah. Um, Honestly, I think the authenticity that he gives, I think that is probably yeah. appealing to a certain amount of people too.
0: True. So, anyway, if you lust for Paul Hollywood, you're not alone. <laughs> you are not Just alone. Just keep it out of the comments.
1: If, if you lust for, well, no, I, I'm sure he would say keep it up in the comments. That's, That's true. good engagement. <laughs> When we come back here on The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, uh, our food has arrived, but we're not going to try it yet, Dawn, so it's going to sit for a few minutes. Don't worry, we'll microwave it. (laughs) But we do have uh, more stories to titillate our dear audience with on The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. In fact, there is a story, a probe, an expose that Vanity Fair is prepping that exposes uh, Bravo's relationship with the Housewives franchise. We'll talk about that when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. Hey, My Talkers. Bradley here for my friends at Alight. We are Alight.org. You know Alight, a Twin Cities based organization spreading out across the globe to help displaced persons. Alight is currently raising emergency funding on behalf of Alight's affiliate, Quesco, an alliance of trusted and local organizations who are providing humanitarian relief. Uh, Around the world that humanitarian relief is only possible because of your support and they're like I said on the ground in over 20 countries uh, throughout the world in any given day they're helping displaced people people like you and me who've been forced to leave everything they have because of war conflict and famine and they make sure that those folks are able to get access to food shelter clean water and starting over head to wearealight.org today and thank you
0: the adventures of bradley and dawn happy friday thank you for joining us here on my talk 107.1 everything entertainment the real housewives of fill in the blank i mean there are so many shows now there are ones where i'm like does anybody watch potomac Does anyone watch Mm. that? I don't know. Uh, But there are so many franchises out there. It's hard to keep track of them anymore. But there seems to be a probe that's happening. Yeah, so I don't
1: watch the Housewives. I know you have in the past. Mm -hmm. um, But I am here for what Page Six is describing as a probe by none other than vaunted in uh, publication, Vanity Fair, a deeply reported probe into Bravo's relationships with the housewives and the network. So I don't know anything. Here's what I can tell you the story says, and then I think I've uh, got some thoughts, and I'm curious what you think as well. But Mm -hmm. according to the story, Vanity Fair is preparing to publish a, quote, deeply reported probe into the complicated relationships between Bravo and its stars. Sources say a reporter for the fame magazine has been interviewing cast members, you know, turning over uh, drama and gossip leaves uh, and leaving no stone unturned. Mm. Now, we're told, says Page Six, the article is expected to delve into the highly demanding work uh, of the Real Housewives star and what they trade in terms of their privacy, their image, or even their mental health and relationships. That's the story. And I can tell you a little bit more about, like, what allegedly executives are saying, what Real Housewives are saying. But when I read this, I thought, look, I don't watch, as I said, the shows, but I'm here for the gossip. And I do know that when a publication jumps in to do an expose, Mm -hmm. there's going to be a lot of interesting behind-the-scenes Sausage making on display, which as somebody who loves television, who loves reality television and how it's made, I'm sure we're we're going to get quite a story.
0: Right. Especially if Vanity Fair is behind it.
1: Well, and also this makes me think of all the other sort of exposés we've come to find out um, all sorts of things. Now, some of those are you know related to toxic behavior by celebrities and stars, but we've learned a lot about different TV networks, etc., Also, this probably is the result, I was thinking of Bethany and her lawsuit. Yeah. So when we learned that Bethany Frankel was filing a lawsuit, by the way, I haven't heard much about where that is or what's happening. But it really seemed to be kind of a, like, mm, biting the hand that feeds you story when it first came out that she, formerly of Real Housewives fame was going to be suing Mm -hmm. on behalf of not only herself, but other housewives, actors, participants, and people who made the show possible because of the treatment they received and the situations they were put in. I wonder if it was that lawsuit and the reporting of that story that led Vanity Fair to get into an editor's room and go, you guys, we need to get some reporters on this because I bet there's a story here and let's not wait for the lawsuit. Let's go digging ourselves.
0: Yeah, that was like in late August where that happened, where even other reality stars um, from other shows like Love is Blind. uh, We talked to actually some of those people on the air about their lawsuits. That was around the same time. So it would make sense that they started investigating it then, because as we know, and, you know, it would take them months to do a thorough job about this. So I know that Bethany wanted to um, bring up uh, things like unionizing these people mm-hmm. because the NDAs that they sign, it definitely protects the network from anything. Like basically they they the network say like, oh, it's just about storylines. We want to protect the storylines. But it really does protect them from these housewives saying anything about what's going on behind the scenes, if they aren't treated well, I'm for speaking about the show, which yeah. that is a problem, you know. Oh, for That sure. is a real problem. I mean, I think
1: NDAs uh, largely are used to silence people mm-hmm. who have legitimate things to say. And we've talked about, you know, NDAs being used as a weapon when it comes to sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Um, but also in the case of, you know, if a network doesn't want employees or people on the outside to know what kind of toxic behavior has gone on, even if they weren't responsible for it, but perhaps they should have been preventing it or dealing with it. Those NDAs can prevent, you know, reporters from finding out like what actually happened. So um anything that's going to go deep mm-hmm. and try to uncover that stuff, I bet we're in for a nice story.
0: Oh yes. I know NeNe Leaks has been outwardly. She's outwardly talked about and sued, you know, um, about how she was treated on The Real Housewives of Atlanta. Brandi Glanville, I think, has spoken out. The thing that has always struck me about the Housewives shows, when I'm watching them, I think, is this the way real women who are at this level of um, wealth behave? Do they drink every day? Because there's so much alcohol involved. It's always made me think, do grown women who are... In you know this age of their life, are they like? Why are they drinking so well, much? Well, and again,
1: I don't watch the shows, but I can tell you just from sitting on the sidelines, I've heard time and time again that one of the things that producers used uh, to get these shows to be more interesting is alcohol. I mean, making sure yeah. alcohol was flowing freely, and that kind of just stands to reason. Whether it's The Bachelor, Bachelorette, I mean that that has been an accusation that they use alcohol. Um, other reality shows to sort of get people and then you've got producers running around and assistant producers running around trying to get you know people to act and behave in certain ways and respond to things so i i bet it's actually not the case that people at that level women mm. in that position are on a regular basis getting i mean now surely there's Flush. one or two right like there's always a few but like as a general rule you'd have to believe that that's not the That's not the predominant way, because otherwise it would just be.
0: I just don't even know how they can manage their lives. I mean, obviously, there's weeks in between filming. It's not like, okay, I'm planning like when you watch an episode, you see them plan like a party for their launching their brand. And then the next day, it seems like they're going on a trip to Vegas. And then, you know, so Mm -hmm. it's like they're constantly creating situations for them to hang out together and there's always alcohol and then that's when the fights start that's Mm -hmm. when tables start being flipped (laughs) that's whenever people are making out with someone else's husband let's be
1: clear that's what people want to see right
0: right so it creates all that because they're not on their best behavior but i think that would be one of the biggest problems i see is you know just creating situations where there's always alcohol yeah
1: well we uh guaranteed we're going to learn more when vanity fair actually publishes that probe when we come back we are going to probe our mouths on some amazing food <laughs> we hope Jeez. uh because it's food porn friday and that means we're going to try some new food find out if it's good or not when we come back right here on my talk 1071. Hey, my talkers, Bradley here for my good friends at Dakota Dental. Your dental health is super important, so stop what you're doing and finally get that appointment on the books before the end of the year. Why? Well, you've been paying for dental benefits all year. I want you to get all the use out of those dental benefits you can before the end of the year. Why? Because it's going to run out. Those dental benefits are going to go away at the end of the year, and you've been paying for them, so put them to good use and do it at one of the best dentists in the Twin Cities. I know that. That's where I go. And I can say that because I've been going there for years. But also, I've had a lot of procedures in the amount of time I've spent at Dakota Dental. So when I walk through the door, I know I'm getting some of the best dental care. And uh, whether it's a routine checkup, screening, cleaning, or perhaps something more like dental implants, uh, not only am I getting the best in the business, but I'm getting great service and great care as well. Head to dakotadental.com today. And don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you.
0: Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, My Talk 1071. Thank you so much for joining us. It's Friday, which means we try some food on Food Porn Friday. Food Porn.
1: Oh my God. I think this is a first. Huh? I think this is a first for Food Porn Friday, you guys. Yeah. Uh, do you know why? Why? Because not only are we trying a new fast food item today, and uh, today's fast food item comes from Taco Bell. We'll talk about it in just a moment. There's actually two items, but the one is special, and it's something that's never happened before on Food Porn Friday or previously Cheat Day Friday. And that is that this new item is only available in Minneapolis.
2: Really? Ooh.
1: Yeah, we are the chosen test market in okay. one city only. For Taco Bell's new crispy chicken nuggets, or at least when these first, uh, this was October 19th. Okay, so that's this week. So, yeah. So the test market is Minneapolis, which means if you're in the Twin Cities, and I think we got these in a St. Paul location, so I think they just meant like the Twin Cities metro. um, Taco Bell has crispy chicken nuggets available for you to try. So if they do well here, you might just get them elsewhere in the country now it's up to us it's up to us to decide i will say we got them like 20 minutes ago so they're not going to be piping fresh hot as right. is often the case but kids and actually mike you were the one that reminded me of uh these being a thing were you excited how did did you have feelings
2: well, i had no feelings i just i uh, knew they were having them i was hoping they'd maybe have a spice to them i like a good spicy nugget
0: we did notice that they are multicolored.
2: yeah oh. do you want to talk about how they look
0: yeah, they're multicolored.
2: Well, when you say
0: multicolored. <laughs> they're like a lighter brown, but then there are s- places where it looks a little I charred wonder- or maybe it's honey or I don't know. It's just cooked differently in certain places. I was wondering
1: if that was spices because, okay, let me explain to you what you're what you're looking at before you actually eat it, even okay. though you're sticking your tongue I did on it. T-
0: I'm tasting it. The white meat oh, nuggets,
1: yeah. which are marinated in jalapeno spiced buttermilk before being breaded and fried are served with a choice of two sauces, bell sauce, which is tomato, red chili, onion, and garlic, or a jalapeno for honey mustard. I did switch out the jalapeno honey mustard for a spicy ranch. Um, so I don't know if maybe the dark specks are from like the spices
0: Uh, They could be, I would assume so, since it's some type of a, it's supposed to be spicy. I just put my tongue to one of them, and I don't taste spicy. But I will say this, something that I pay attention to with nuggets is how much breading there is, and it doesn't look like there's a ton of breading, which is a good sign. You know, whenever it's like the ratio from breading to chicken is just not great, you know? Okay.
1: Okay, do you want to know what they taste like? Yeah,
0: what do they taste like?
1: Go ahead and put them in your mouth. Okay. I bet they're better
2: hot. For sure. These are pretty... Basic. Meh. I will say, though, the flavor that they give is a unique flavor that you don't get from nuggets anywhere else that I remember. Like, what kind of flavor is that? There's that sweet. Put it on your tongue, and you get that little, like kick of like a honey almost flavor okay. like a sweet little honey flavor and then they are trying to do honey something
0: song. are you high
2: i think he's a little high <laughs> are you just kidding get, no maybe it's maybe i just got good ones or something maybe no, like, we got covid tongue because like no you definitely get a little kick of the sweet and then I'm not there getting is getting any sweet Mike. i'm
0: not getting anything but thank you go on did you have literally
2: taste like honey like <gasps> it tastes like honey on this
1: what did he do i will say i'm this getting one, it in the back this one is very of the throat this one here
2: it hit I'll, me in the back of the throat. Look how dark this one it's is. Spice. Yeah,
0: Done. you have a lot of spice on yours. And
2: I think that dark, the dark part of it, I mm-hmm. think might be where you get that honey. I what see. did they call that? A honey chipotle? Or what did they describe yeah, it as? Was it's was described again?
1: jalapeno. There's no honey happening. The oh, honey weird. was in the jalapeno flavored honey mustard, which we don't have. But it's jalapeno spiced buttermilk.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah, it's definitely got like a little sweetness there. At least these Mike do. Mike just has a refined palate, Don. He does.
0: I have, I have COVID that's nose the first, and taste.
2: That's the first thing that came out. I will Wait, say. Yeah.
1: Hold on. Oh, God.
0: What's that wrong? spicy
1: ranch was spicy.
0: <laughs> go. Oh, God. Did I get the spicy
2: ranch as well? Is that what this no, is? you, you got
0: bell, bell sauce. sauce.
2: I like this. It's really good with the sauce for sure. Yeah. Is it? Mm-hmm. The spicy ranch is good. Don, what
1: did you have again? Uh,. You I said,
0: had I had I have covid nose and I have taste and smell problems from covid. Not
1: active covid by the way. No 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 clear. no, I
0: had covid really bad before any vaccines and i have wiped out my Okay, sense so and smell I keep trying
1: these. I bet they're better hot. I'm still not getting sweet though. It's
2: really weird cuz they're more sweet to me than they are <laughs> they're spicy. They're sweet
0: though. Okay. Dawn, yeah. Try
2: another one put it in your just lick ob just give it a big old lick around the side right the dark i spot. did give it okay. a lick around the I side i did,
0: I licked it i'm mm. gonna lick this one
2: i don't i don't hate it
0: on your tongue which part <laughs> Don. is do you taste Don, you're a
1: mess Salt. literally she's just like <laughs> hunging the chicken nugget
0: I, I just is it the side of your tongue that tastes salty and spice or the back of your tongue you know how different places in your tongue where should I
1: put this? I'm getting more spice now that I'm like sitting with the flavor, Mike. I'm not Are you sure that's not though. the hot
2: ranch though. Yeah, I didn't yeah, put it. Okay. Mm.
0: <clears throat>
2: like a little. Spice. I do really love the, like what you said, Donna, that they're not very breaded. Like the chicken yeah. seems like it's good quality mm-hmm. chicken and it seems like it's lightly breaded. Like of chicken options. That's what I agree. It's so. really, I think it's pretty good.
0: It is pretty good. Right. I mean, I'm not really super into nuggets, but I can say that this is a quality nugget. You can tell it's real chicken breast. It's not. I will say like it's real pressed. chicken breast. Yeah, it's not pressed chicken. But can I tell you, I
1: love, I love. I'm sorry, I love you McDonald's don't. chicken nuggets.
0: You don't. I really I do love is, those. Yeah, okay, love them. Mm, yeah. Okay, is right. I
1: love the crunchies. I love. Oh, they're so good.
0: I just, that meat in there, it's just a, they pressed yeah, well, it all together. You know, and it's like life
1: is a complicated place. Chicken lips and. I mean, look, lips are good. Okay. Much better with the sauce. Zero to five. Mm. Zero being the worst thing you put in your mouth. Five being
2: the best nugget you ever. Let's,
0: let's do a nugget scale. I, think that's what I mean. Be fast food
2: nugget scale.
0: Okay. Fast food nugget scale. I'll say that's a three.
2: For fast food nugget scale, I'm giving it like a 3.8. 3.8. I really like the nugget. I really like the, the the nugget itself. I really like, and I like the meat. I'm going to give it a 2.5
1: on the nugget scale, right down the middle. All right. Now, we got one other thing to try. Dawn is very excited. She was like, make sure you order. Oh,
0: my God. I the said, strawberry twists. Aren't they just cinnamon twists with pink dust? Yep,
1: they absolutely they, are. They,
0: they put no effort into this. They're strawberry twists. Oh, my God. They, they. I mean, this no is a effort. lazy dessert. This is, they took the other dessert, which is already lazy.
1: Now, I will say, they do smell strawberry.
0: And they put pink dust on him. It's like somebody emptied a pixie stick. Okay. Ready? Put it
1: in your mouth. You know what it tastes like? What does it taste Sadness. like to you?
0: Unicorn Sadness. tears.
1: It kind of tastes like cereal. Like, I want to put it mm-hmm. in milk. That's true. Like kicks or something or tricks. Mm
0: hmm. Tricks. Silly rabbit.
2: What'd you say? Silly rabbit. Tricks Tricks are for kids. kids. Yeah, this tastes like tricks. You're exactly right. But it's not good
0: on ye. I think this. Recognizing that taste.
1: I also got a big ranch stain on my crotch now. Oh,
0: no. Or like
2: when you have uh, uh, Fruit Loops that are just like Fruit Loops in your hand that you don't put milk in. You Mm -hmm. just throw some in your mouth. Mm -hmm. These taste like Fruit Loops. That's exactly what it is. Fruit Loops.
1: Okay. Uh in terms of stunt food desserts from fast food restaurants, Don is real excited to score this. One point five. Face, girl, your face I is think like
0: the cinnamon twists in general I don't like. I think they're not a great dessert. Kay. One point five. Yeah, one point
2: like, five? I don't like anything about that. One point yeah.
0: three. Ooh, even lower.
1: I'm not like it. I'm gonna say one point seven five. Because there's sugar. Okay. And uh sugar gets, you know, <sighs> bare bones.
0: I feel gross.
1: Um, don't feel too gross.
0: I only had a bite of a nugget
1: and a... Okay. Well, yeah. then you shouldn't feel that gross. The good news is when we come back, um, we are going to move on from food talk to Britney Spears. Why? Because the tabloids can't shut up about all the juicy bits in her new memoir. Yeah. So we're going to go through some more of them with some caveats, with some cautionary tales when we return right here on My Talk one oh seven one.
0: The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, that's Brittany all the time. It's not all the time, but it seems like it right now. Uh, because her memoir comes out on Tuesday and the tabloids have gotten an advanced copy and they're talking about everything that would get people to click. Really? Wow. I just hope I don't get a migraine.
1: I'm getting a migraine from all these tabloid drops. Dawn, mm. something about her breasts?
0: Oh my gosh. So... You know, you kind of forget how people treated celebrities <laughs> so back in the There's so many things day. to talk
1: about. Sorry. It's like breasts, Adderall, where do you want to start?
0: Yeah. So she went through uh, a bunch of, you know, when she first started out, doing a lot of interviews, reacting to a lot of uncomfortable questions, awkward questions, rude interviewers, and You know, looking at there are a lot of compilations on YouTube that you can find of these things. Uh, But, you know, it's just shocking. And she talks about this in her book, apparently, how her male counterparts were never asked these kind of invasive questions. I mean, they just weren't. And something in particular that people focused on is that they would all ask her about her breasts. I mean, and she's 17 years old. So in the book, she talks about when she was dating Justin Timberlake. Nobody asked Justin any of these kind of questions, of course, about his body or anything in interviews. Yeah, of course not. Um, Everybody Mm -hmm. kept making strange comments about my breasts. She says, quote, wanting to know whether or not I'd had plastic surgery. And as public criticism mounted and the discussion started about constantly talking about her breasts she says that she was so stressed out about it that she events eventually started taking prozac the antidepressant um in even into her early 20s there's just been it wasn't just when she was 17 like it went on for years mm-hmm. so there's one in particular where she's 17 years old and she's being interviewed by a dutch tv journalist And they say, um, we have to bring up a subject that everyone's talking about. And she said, "Okay." And he says, your breasts. And she repeats the question and kind of laughs. I feel like
1: this was in one of the documentaries because this sounds very familiar.
0: Yeah. And he says, you seem to get furious when a talk show host comes up with this subject. In general, what do you think about breast implants? Just in general. Weird. Because, you know. He isn't going to outwardly, I guess, in that moment, just get her to talk about them, to insinuate that she has them. Um, And then there are just other instances where journalists ask why she would let everybody know that she's still a virgin. Um, And then even after the whole Madonna kiss thing on the VMAs, like uh, a female journalist was like, well, you gave Brittany a very deep kiss. Can I at least get a kiss on the cheek? um and then the biggest offender is probably diane sawyer (laughs) you know when it comes to really really probing on just her complete identity about her sexuality just about like why would you dress this way why would you do this it was very like Almost like I'm going to be your mother and come in here and say, why are you acting this? Yeah, way?
1: I think that was one of the most profound moments in whichever documentary it was that had the clips of Diane Sawyer asking her questions about, you know, why she essentially saying, like, why are you so slutty? Like, yeah. look, she didn't say it that way, but that was kind of the uh, essentially what she was getting at, which I'm sure really hurts in the moment. And you have to imagine that because Britney is a professional and she was on stage and has been in front of a camera for like her entire life. You know, she could kind of handle herself, but you can tell in those moments that she's just, you know, gobsmacked that somebody is asking her questions like these. I wonder if like Diane Sawyer has reached out to her in the intervening years, like especially or at the very least since the documentary came out to be like, you know, I know times have changed and you do want to put things in context, right? Like it's not to take away the sort of reaction that we have or to lessen it. But it is to say, like, I wonder why that was what everybody was obsessed with. And I wonder why. Like, I think we know the answer to those questions. But I think it's okay to just, you know, pick at it without sort of saying, you know, um, Diane Sawyer is the worst person in the world. I think there's a story there. And I would hope that Diane Sawyer, being a very curious person, would look back on those clips and think, hmm, maybe, maybe that was not my best work. And hopefully reach out to Brittany or have some sort of connection with her.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure if she has, but I do know that within this memoir and talking about these interviews, she talks about specifically the Diane Sawyer interview. People has, you know, they've reported on it and they reached out to Diane Sawyer and and, uh, a rep did not immediately respond to people's requests for a comment. I wouldn't
1: be surprised at some point she might respond because I do think, you know, I bet she had a reaction when she saw that.
0: It, yeah, it was 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, she's and now 77. Grow,
1: right? Like, we all grow. And I will say the culture was really, and this is why Britney, I mean, you can't, oh, how do we put this, right? Like, you can't divorce Britney's success from the misogyny and the sexism and the weird over-sexualization of her at a younger age like those things are all connected the thing that made her famous is also some really crappy things about society mm-hmm. right like those go hand in hand in a way that's uncomfortable i think and so while i know it's probably really people want an easy answer like oh it's all diane sawyer's fault right diane sawyer truly she can be responsible for her own words but it's just it's indicative of the culture mm-hmm writ large like this is not just a diane Sawyer or britney spears issue it's just that it is the brightest light shining on an example of that
0: right because we would expect her to rise above something like that you know in you know this was like a primetime interview um she had well just we do flipped- now
1: but i don't know that we did then because i bet there were a lot of people ourselves included i don't know where i would have been at this time honestly but i think that you know I think it shows a sign of change, like the things that we have hopefully. I don't want to speak for everybody. I think some people have probably watched going, oh, my God, this is I think that was okay."
0: Right. I mean, this is why she's had so many struggles, Mm -hmm. you know, is, you know, you can look back and see, which is probably the point of the book. You know, the uh, you know, the woman in me is really the title she has said, is about the woman in her that was suppressed for so long. You know, they were trying to keep her a child because then they could control her that way. So she became a woman, but But she wasn't able to be a woman.
1: They were selling her as an adult female who Uh was overtly sexual. Right. While yet infantilizing her and keeping her, treating her like a child.
0: Right. Which is just,
1: there's a lot. That her father is responsible for is all I'm going to say.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So just to go back to the Diane Sawyer interview, she like asked her, she really grilled her on her split from Justin Timberlake, um, you know, asking her about like cheating, you know, because he himself had sort of put that out there, especially with Crimea River. And she said, he's going on television and saying you broke his heart. You did something that caused him so much pain, so Mm. much suffering. What did you do? And then she brings up, you know, some covers that she did uh, that were where she wasn't, you know, she's wearing outfits where she wasn't dressed like a nun. And she (laughs) was basically asked her, like, why are you um, why are you dressed this way? (laughs) Wear your clothes. Kind of like Diane Sawyer with, you know, I'm sure from the network and like you said, it was just the times being the mother to swoop in and like say, I'm a sensible woman and let me show you that what you're doing is wrong. Yeah. I mean, the entire approach is just it's gross. very
1: it is very paternalistic, like to say again, it just treats her like it boils her down to being a child when she was fully a grown ass woman yeah. during that interview. Yeah.
0: And she ended up in tears also in the interview. You know, it was super embarrassing for her. She says in the book, Um, she also um, she was criticized by Diane for, quote, having upset a lot of mothers in this country by shedding your good girl image.
1: Well, yeah. What was the clip in the documentary where somebody called her? Oh, it was like a politician who called her out specifically I don't remember oh but gosh. it was essentially basically called her a whore
0: right and like she's responsible for any yeah. wrongdoing that any young yeah. girl I Which don't again know. I
1: think I think that's what's interesting like for somebody to go back and look at society like the 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 thing we were requiring of women that we were not requiring of men at that time to be right. responsible for like you know just it's that whole narrative of like well you You're dressed and sexy. You deserve it.
0: Right. And that you're responsible for being a role model for all children and women. Right. Because, you know, and Eminem said it best, you know, that I'm not responsible. You be parents essentially like, don't blame me for what your kid is doing. Why don't you be a parent? Yeah. So this is your opportunity to step in and talk to your daughters. And
1: that person at the top of the list should be Janie Spears. Yeah. And also Lynn Spears.
0: Right. Because Lynn just kind of stays in the background, doesn't yeah, she? I,
1: I just feel like there's some there's some stuff there.
0: That's what, you know, I think we've not really seen a lot of that. And maybe she doesn't go into detail about Lynn in the book. Maybe she doesn't trash her I think she does, because
1: uh, I just saw a headline today that's like she doesn't hold back on her mom in this memoir. Okay. And we know that. We know that she has gone after her mother ruthlessly in the past because she feels like her mom was
0: complacent,
1: complacent and equally responsible for the things that happened to her. And it really was, I think her mom's suggestion that this whole conservatorship, or it was at least her mom's just as much her mom's doing as her dad's doing.
0: Right. Uh, And maybe that's why her mom started showing up at her house. Remember, or at least there was one. I also think her
1: mom might be a reasonable person and thought to herself, Oh God, I should have been a better mom. Oh God, I made mistakes. Whereas her father doesn't seem to want any part of that. No. Right? So you can see where Lynn might think, I got caught up in all this. I wasn't strong enough to stand up against it. And I just let a lot of things happen that shouldn't have. But that's also kind of a sexist way of looking at her mom's responsibility. Like her Mm -hmm. mom should be just as responsible
0: for her child's
1: protection as her father.
0: Absolutely. And to sort
1: of give her a pass by saying like, oh, she was, you know, this meek little person.
0: Right. Right. Uh, So... We'll have to see what she says about her parents. We do know through another headline that she said that her sister, Jamie Lynn, when she was eleven, was a total bitch.
1: I can't. Okay. I
0: can't. <laughs> I feel Let's like wow. leave the child out of it. <laughs> well, apparently, we're getting all
1: of it, the good and the bad. When we come back, the bad of it all, Sag after is telling actors they can't dress certain ways for Halloween. Well, is this really what we're I gonna can't do? This. You guys, we, we we we'll be right back.
0: <laughs>